Welcome to the Happy Valley Baptist Church Sermons Podcast. We are so glad that you have decided to listen to the message that God has brought through Brother Gary this week. This sermon was recorded on Sunday, February 26, 2017, and released on Wednesday, December 16, 2020. This week's message is titled, Something Better Than Gold, and the scripture reference is Proverbs chapter 22, verse 1, Acts chapter 6, verse 3, Acts chapter 3, verse 6, Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, Matthew chapter 27, verses 3 through 5, Psalms chapter 19, verses 8 through 10, and Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21. My prayers that this message is a blessing to you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the sermon. The title of the sermon today is Something Better Than Gold. You know, as human beings, mortals, we place the wrong value many times on things that that we really shouldn't. As young people and young adults, we're very bad about this. Uh, We feel like if we've got money, we can take care of whatever problem we face in life. Unfortunately, they develop a love of money sometimes. And a love of money is a dangerous situation. If not changed, it could destroy their life. I would like to think that as we grow older, we become much more wise. So what are some things that are better than gold? Well, today I'm going to look at five things that are basically better, much better than gold. Those are a good name, health, a good conscience, the word of God, and our treasures in heaven that we can attain are all much better than gold. First of all, a good name. You don't have to turn there unless you already have. That's fine. It's in your bulletin. But Proverbs 22, verse 1 says, A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches and loving favor rather than silver and gold. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your precious word. Dear Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to preach to this wonderful church family. Guide and direct in all that we say and do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, it's your choice to have a good name, folks. It doesn't just happen. We have choices throughout our life. And these choices that we make determine who we are later in life. Uh, Do you work hard in school or at your job? Or are you a goof-off? Are you well-behaved at home? And do you, well, are you well-behaved at work? You know, there's there are people that really sometimes don't have no business being on that job. If it's your choice, do you attend church or not? Do you accept or reject Jesus Christ? And do you live your life for Jesus or yourself? These are things that are very important. What characteristics make up having a good name? Well, first of all, it's obedience. For children, young people, it's obedience to your parents and to those in school and things of this nature. For a worker, it's obedience. For young adults, it's obedience to the uh, people that are in control in this world. Your your law enforcement officers, your uh, governments, and things of this nature. 
Are you a hard worker doing your chores at home or is a young worker in business? Are you a hard worker there? Not necessarily to get ahead of everybody else, but just to do what you're being paid to do. If you're getting a dollar for your work, you give them a hard work for that dollar you earn. Are you a diligent in your work or as a student? Are you polite to those you come in contact with? Sometimes, folks, we got, for instance, I'll give you an example. I do not like the sin of homosexuality. It is a sin that God says it's it, abomination to him. But still, if I meet a homosexual in any circumstance, I'm going to be polite to them. I'm going to treat them nicely. I'm not going to look down on them. And, and I think we ought to treat all our mankind like that. We should treat our people that we come in contact with with the utmost politeness and, and being courteous at all times. Being courteous, do you open, men, do you open the door for the lady? Uh, do you hold that door open? Ladies, do you say thank you when you go through? These are rules of etiquette that we need to remember that's just about disappeared in America today. I hold a door open for some young lady and she walks through and I'll holler after, thank you. <laughs> because uh, people need to recognize what they're being courteous about. Having good morals. This is one of the things that is pretty well stricken our country. We have many people that absolutely have no morals whatsoever. Whatever they want to do is okay. And, but you know, it's not okay with God. He's got standards that he wants us to fulfill. And even something simple as practicing good manners. I'm not so good at that sometimes myself. <laughs> Quit laughing, Vicky. <laughs> Very seldom do I eat a meal that I don't rip it on my shirt. <laughs> or, you know, spill something or whatever. What do other people think about you? Acts chapter 6, verse 3. It says, Wherefore, brethren, look you out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. This is some scriptures actually dealing with deacons, but it's true in life also. Your reputation always goes before you. What people say about you is much more important than what you think about yourself. Let that sink in, folks. What people say about you is much more important than what you think about yourself. Is heaven or hell your new place of residence? When you take that last breath, a good name helps you in finding jobs. Your reputation goes before you. Your reputation will determine who your spouse will be, possibly. My wife, when she was looking for a spouse, she wanted a Christian man. So that was number one thing on her prerequisite. Hey, I said that right. Your reputation will never be forgotten by those who come in contact with. People, they remember you. They remember you and they talk about you. You may not realize it, but somebody is always watching you. When death comes, what will be said about you? I had a good friend several years back gave me a phone call and asked me to come over to his house. 
I went by and he said, Brother Gary, I'm getting old. I ain't going to be around much longer. He said, uh, would you mind telling a few lies over me when I go? And I said, yeah, I will, Tex. Well, I really didn't have to. Will the preacher have to lie or will you be able to tell the truth when you are buried? The day of your death is much more important than the day you were born. And most important of all, did you accept Jesus or reject Jesus? Is heaven or hell your new place of residence when you take that last breath, folks? These are all important questions. Next thing that's much more precious than gold is good health, folks. And once you start losing your health, you realize this is a very true statement. Acts 3.6 Scripture tells us, Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Good health is more, much more precious than silver and gold. In that verse we read today, John and Peter were walking, and this man had been, this is what he did for a living. He was crippled, he was a beggar. He'd sit there and beg for silver and gold, or whatever he could get. In order to live, Peter said, silver and gold I don't have, but I, what I do have I will share with you. Rise up and walk. In this, Peter healed the lame man. They basically gave that lame man a new life because now he could go out and work. He could go out and hunt and fish and do whatever he needed to do to make a living for himself. He had begged for silver and gold but found something much more precious. And go good health. Good health is promised by God in Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. And he said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and wilt do that which is right in his sight, and wilt give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. This is a, a conditional promise from God. He said he would give us good health if we abide by his statutes. Miss Margaret and I was talking about that in Sunday school this morning. The book of Leviticus is the book of law that's laid out for the Israelite nation. And in this book, if you read it, it will give you everything you need to know about your diet, about what you should eat, what you should exercise. All these things go together to guarantee you a longer life free from diseases and problems of this nature. We need to listen to what the Word of God tells us to do. Do what's right in God's words, in God's eyes. God we, he lays out all these proper things for us to do, and it is difficult. It's a very strict diet. Uh, for instance, one thing, just to give you an example, you're not supposed to eat pork. I love pork. <laughs> love my bacon. Stuff of this nature. Not supposed to eat catfish. It's an unclean. But boy, it sure tastes good fried. <laughs> I guess that's the reason why our health deteriorates in the modern days. We need to keep God's commandments, obey, obey God's law that was given to this Israelite nation. Notice the term, none of these diseases. 
I was very fortunate when I was in college to have a professor over my health class that was a Christian man. We used as a textbook a little book written called None of These Diseases. And in this book, the author, who was a professor, should have known what he was talking about, said that 95% of all illnesses in America would be eliminated if we lived our life according to the Bible. 95%. Boy, you know, that put hospitals and doctors out of business. That would be a good thing if we didn't have to have them. I'm glad they're there. It'd be good if we didn't have to. Then the golden years. And in my notes, folks, I got a big old question mark after the golden years. We, we, we work hard during our life. Uh, unfortunately, not lived our life this way. I told my doctor once, if I'd known I was going to live this long, I would have taken better care of myself. But, you know, what? we don't live our life the way we should. We retire then. We try to live off our pension, IRA, Social Security. And we're supposed to enjoy retirement, travel, and enjoy the pleasures of life. Wrong. The golden years re-arrive. We spend a fortune on doctors, medication, hospitals, and lab work. We have surgeries. We have a test for this. We have a test for that. Uh, we do travel some, though, from doctor to doctor. And my opinion is, if I guess if we wake up on the top side of the soil, we're okay. A good conscience. Matthew 27, verses 3 through 5. Then Judas, which had betrayed him, when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself and brought again the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned in that I have betrayed the innocent blood. And they said, What is that to us? See thou to that. And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. You know, folks, our actions will never go away in this world. When an act of sin has been done, it can never be reversed. Judas had betrayed Jesus, who was guilty of absolutely nothing. He realized the great sin against innocent blood that he had committed. Judas appeared before this court of the, the Sanhedrin and the Pharisees and asked them to take their money back. Let Jesus go. He hadn't yet been crucified. They said, we don't care. Nothing to us. So you have to live with the decisions you make in life, folks. You're stuck with those decisions. Your choices will affect many things that happen in your life. Choices can alter your lifestyle that you live. You can live in sin or live for Christ. Prior actions can change where you are educated at, uh, the career you might choose, or possibly, again, what spouse you might have. Mentally, these choices always stay up here in your head. They're never forgotten. So make the right choices, folks. If you make the right choice in life, you will have a good conscience. It's not saying we're living a perfect life, 
but we don't make any of those major mistakes. Judas could not handle how awful his choice was. So he went out and hanged himself. This was such a tragic end to a disciple that had walked with Jesus for three and a half years. The fourth thing that's more precious than gold is the word of God. Psalms 19, verses 8, 9, and 10. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yet than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey in the honeycomb. So what does the word of God do for us? Well, as Baptists and as conservative Baptists, we believe that the word of God is from Genesis 1-1 to Revelations 22-21 is the inspired word of God, word for word. It's, it was, you can't ever doubt God's word. It has to be our guidelines for our life. Scriptures give us joy and peace in the life that we live. God's holy word is our direction book for life, how to live our life. Then the Bible opens our eyes, folks, to the truth that we can have wisdom as we live our life and grow in the Lord that we would never have known without the study of the Bible. So what are the results of our Bible study? Well, it can give us fear. Fear is not necessarily a bad thing, folks. Fear is a respect for God and what he is and who he is. The word of God is entrenched in our heart, never to be forgotten. This is one thing that many people don't longer, no longer stretch in their Bible work and in their school work, uh, Sunday school work, and that is the Bible memories. The verses, uh, these can be so much fun. I was involved with a, uh, as a young teenager, 13 years old, in a Bible memorization of the book of Proverbs. Had to memorize over 60 scriptures in Proverbs. And it was fun. It was very fun. What I gained from it personally, and then, of course, the fact that we won the contest amongst the other churches. But... It is great to hide God's word in your heart because if something ever happened and we were overtaken by communism or whatever and they took our Bibles away from us, how much would you remember in your heart? Because that was what we would have to depend upon. We understand that God's judgment against mankind are justified. And there's some things here. God is love, folks. God loves us with all our all his heart, but he also is a God of wrath, and we have to remember that. Both love and wrath are good and righteous. Then last thing that look at as far as something much greater than gold is our treasures in heaven. Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21. Scripture I'm sure most of you have read in your life. It says, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, 
where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Our treasures upon earth, you know, when we entered this world at birth, we entered with nothing. And folks, when we take our last breath and die, we will leave this world with nothing. We work, we save, we build a retirement. This money is only temporal, folks, to live on for a while. Because we accumulate things, houses, cars, etc. But the bottom line is, when death comes, we will take none of this with us. Our treasures in heaven, these treasures are forever and lasting. They'll never go away. There might be crowns we won for living our Christian life. There could be the crown of service. What is that? That is anybody that is faithful to God's work and to God's church. The victor's crown, those that make it to the end of their life living for Jesus. The soul winner's crown, we just had the soul winner's class. If you can be involved in winning souls to Christ, then you will have a crown. And we don't win these crowns for our glory or our honor, but when we stand before Jesus at the judgment seat of Christ, we can lay these crowns at his feet, praising him for what he's done for us. And then, of course, the most precious of all, we have everlasting life in heaven with Jesus and our loved ones that have gone on with us. Then the joy of victory over Satan. Can we not deny that we enjoyed defeating our foe, Satan, who had been a thorn in our flesh from day one? Yes, we can praise the Lord in that. The question is, where does your treasure lie? Is it in things on this earth or is it in our rewards in heaven? The answer to that question tells us where our hearts lie, folks. Brethren, we did not. We have something much, much better than gold. We need to strive to have a good name. We need to strive to have the best health we possibly can. A good conscience, a clear conscience that we can live with. We need praise God for the word of God that we have that we can study and know God's truths. And then finally, we need to accumulate our treasures in heaven. Thank you, Lord, for all you do for us. Amen. This is kind of an odd type sermon. I realize that. I wasn't preaching to sinners. I wasn't preaching to the church, actually. I was just pointing out a few good things for us. Things that we have in the Bible that are much, much better than gold. Well, we're going to stand in just a moment and have an invitation. If the Lord has touched your heart in any way, whether it be to join this church or whether it be to, uh, maybe the Lord's called you to accept him uh, as his Savior. Or maybe you need to, uh, just to come up and pray and talk with the Lord. Whatever the case might be, you come when we pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for us. Thank you for these people that have heard your word today. We pray, Lord, that we would take this word and hide it in our heart, Father. 
We're thankful for so many things that are much more precious than gold. Be with us in our invitation time. Guide and direct people to do what you would have them to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I hope that you have enjoyed this podcast. To stay up to date on all the happenings at Happy Valley Baptist Church, you can go to facebook.com slash hvbcnm. That is facebook.com slash hvbcnm, as in Happy Valley Baptist Church, New Mexico. To find additional podcast sermons, you can go to podcast.hvbcnm.org. We would also like to invite you to come worship with us if you are in the Carlsbad, New Mexico area. We are at 4103 West Texas Street in Carlsbad. Sunday school starts at 9.30 a.m. and Sunday morning service starts at 10.45 a.m. Thank you and God bless.